stand knowing who you are. Maybe you're in today and it's the first time you've ever been in an environment where the gifts of the Spirit were in operation and you thought, I've heard about you people. And I'm not sure. And today you don't understand. But I'm going to tell you, you may not understand what you've seen and heard yet, but you understand what you felt when you heard it. <laughs> you, under, you understand because, see, there's something in you, your spirit, soul, and body. And when the Spirit of God began to speak, your spirit leapt. I said, you may have been told it wasn't for today, but, but the spirit that's in you just defied what the doctrines, that, uh, that the cessationist doctrines have tried to tell you. And your spirit knows that you've heard from God already today. Get in the Word of God and learn what the Word of God says past your denomination and past, and past your, uh, your, your uh, American doctrine and learn what the Word says. Because he's a powerful God that's operating powerful today. He desires to move among his people. He desires to move among his people. Jeremiah, we're going to look at Isaiah in just a second. But Jeremiah chapter 8. Jeremiah is, is a prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel that prophesied all his life to no avail. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever known it or not, but the northern kingdom of Israel, when the kingdom was divided, when it was the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom of Judah, the northern kingdom of Israel did not have one righteous king, not one. So there was no righteous leadership ever in their history. But some of the great prophets of the Bible were sent to the northern kingdom. It's amazing to me how God will send a prophet, will send the word over and over and over to a stiff-necked people who have no desire to hear, to hear what he has to say and never repented. But that's the mercy and the grace of God that will give you his word whether you want it or not and give you the opportunity to see because he is a righteous God and he is a just God that gives us the opportunity to live for him. And the, and the, the false prophets of the northern kingdom were prophesied peace. Jeremiah began to address them. That, that he said they prophesy peace, peace when there is no peace. I have come to the, the place of knowing that to prophesy peace in a time of trouble is just as, is just as heresy and just as disobedient as to, as to take a flat-out false way to the people. It's just, it's just as wrong as any false religion in the world for a, for a quote-unquote Christian pastor or, or evangelist or, or whatever his office to stand in the pulpit of today and preach peace when there is no peace. So you wonder why I preach it like I preach lately? Because there's no peace. That's why you can't prophesy peace when there is no peace. We're at, we're, we're at the time that Paul talked about in his second letter to Timothy that said in the last days that perilous times would come. And he went on to describe what it would look like. If you bother to go read 2 Timothy chapter 3, you will recognize your world today. And in chapter and it, and, it, and chapter three, if you ended there, it would look like what do we do? There is no hope. But if you turn the page to chapter four, Paul gives the, the revelation and gives the answer to to Second Timothy chapter three, where it says that there's bad times coming, perilous times, dangerous times. 
That says that when it, it gives you that men would be lovers of the God, uh, lovers of, of money, lovers of entertainment rather than lovers of God. It talked about that they would be ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of truth. It talks about that uh, they would have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. And by the way, it didn't say to, to, to get the best you can out of those people and, 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 and never and stay with them. It says from such run. That in, but the answer comes in, in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4 that, that Paul says, I beseech, he, says I, he said, before God and man, I beseech you to preach the word. Amen. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, with all long-suffering in doctrine. He says, reprove, rebuke, exhort. You want to know why the word is so heavy and so hot and so and and and, and so challenging right now? Because the, the Paul says in, in the word of God that when you see these days, the message of the hour is two-thirds correction. The pulpits of today would have you believe that, that, that if you'll just preach the love of God and, 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 and preach that, that, that everything's going to be all right, that the truth will just find its way to people's mind and that you don't have to deal with anything else. And that is not what the Word of God says. The love of God is, is rich, it's pure. It says in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that love never fails. But the love of God will give you the truth. The love of God will correct you. The love of God will rebuke the church. The love of God will do everything in its power to turn his people back to him where, they will, where, they will, where their divided attention will be brought back to who he is. The love of God will compel you to live right. The love of God will compel you to believe right. The love of God will correct you. The love of God will correct your children. The love of God will stand against the tide of the enemy of the day. No, it's not a time to prophesy peace when there is no peace. The love of God will tell the truth. The love of God will reprove and say, no, that's not right. The love of God will, will rebuke and say, preacher, stop that and get back to what's true. The love of God will exhort you, will beg you, will beseech you to turn around. That's the love of God. Why? Because he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's, it's not a any way you get there religion. It is a one way to heaven relationship that that has to be brought back to the truth of who he is and what he and, and what he's done he is God. Jesus was the son of God he's the son of God he's the son of man he is the one he was the, the divine he is he is God himself in the flesh he was the only one that can pay the price that's who he is the word says that he was made the propitiation for my sin. What does that big word mean? That propitiation means that he was the only singular one that sacrificed could satisfy the anger of God. What you need to understand is God is angry about sin. We have the wrong impression of who the God we serve is, that he's just somebody that maybe he wishes you would straighten out. I got to tell you that the problem is sin, and God hates it. 
He hated it so If you want to know what the, how big a deal it was, look at the price he was willing to pay for you and me. He gave the best he had on my behalf. No, it's not a casual thing. We live in a day and an hour where the, where the church, he just spoke by the gifts of his spirit and said he is still the powerful God that walks in the candlestick of his church. That if you'll seek him, you will find him. Seek him today, church. Seek him today, church. Seek him today, church. He's not, he's not a, a, a weak religion. He is the one that John saw that his very presence said, I'll fall on my face as a dead man in his presence. He's still speaking and he's still alive. In Isaiah chapter 1, God's people if you read it, it's like reading about America today. It's like reading about the condition of the world today. It's about reading about the, the, the place that was founded on, on, by His divine hand. Anybody that wants to say that people are worshiping America that talks about our founding, you're a liar and a fool. God raised up a country for one reason, and it wasn't to be a political giant. He raised up a country for one reason, and it wasn't to be, it wasn't to be nationalist and supremacist. He raised up a great nation founded on the fear and admonition of who he is for one purpose, and that was to spread the gospel, to proliferate the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. If you want to know why we're wealthy, if you want to know why we have abundance if you want to know what we are all about God rose rose us up in his providence to touch the world with the gospel because his people Israel had turned its back on them because they're out of relationship with him and God is always God is always God is always going to have a people listen God is always going to have a people God's people are not of a nationality, of a race, or a people. If you want to know why the church is divided today, it's because the pulpits are still hung up on the hurts of the past. If you want to know why the, the church is weak today, it's because they have forgotten the true gospel for the, for the liberation gospel. They've forgotten the true gospel for the white gospel. They've forgotten the true gospel for the black gospel. They've forgotten the true gospel for the prosperity gospel. They've forgotten the true boy gospel for the cowboy gospel. They've forgotten the true gospel for the Hispanic gospel and I'm going to tell you that it says in Galatians that in him that there's neither Jew nor Greek that there's neither male nor female that there's neither bond nor free that we're all one in Christ Jesus and when the church realizes that we're one that we're bought with one blood paid one price that he's one God and the hurts of the past are just right where they are you will never be healed if you don't let the heal the wounds of the past be healed quit dragging them up quit putting them before people he is the one who delivers he's the one who heals he's the one who set free that the day you got saved that old things passed away and behold all things become new that is the truth of the gospel that is the true God of the Bible that is the one that is the first and the last the beginning and the end that holds the keys of death hell and the grave he is the one that every eye shall behold he is the one that that has the keys he is the one that everybody's going to bow before that is the one that is the one and in Isaiah, you begin to read the condition of his own people. 
Somehow we believe that God won't judge us. But if God judged Israel, he will judge you. He said, why do you continue to invite punishment? Must you rebel forever? That's Isaiah 1 and 5. Your head is injured and your heart is sick. You're battered from head to foot, covered with bruises, welts, and infected wounds. Without soothing ointments or bandages. Your country lies in ruins and your towns are burned. The foreigners plunder your fields before your eyes. You could be reading the headlines today. And destroy everything they see. Behold, beautiful Jerusalem stands abandoned. And her watchmen shelter in a vineyard like the lean-to in a cucumber field after the harvest. <laughs> like a helpless city under siege. If the Lord of heaven's armies had not spared a few of us, we would have been wiped out like Sodom and destroyed like Gomorrah. Verse 10 says, listen to the Lord you leaders of Sodom. Do you hear what he's saying? He is talking to Jerusalem. He is talking to his people. He is talking to his kings. And when they put themselves in a position, he addressed his kings of the mighty city of Jerusalem as, as the leaders of Sodom. He makes no bones about what his intent is. Listen to the law of our God, people of Gomorrah. What makes you think I want your sacrifices, says the Lord. I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams. Let me interpret that for you. I am tired of your religion. I am tired of you going through the motions. I am tired of, 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 your, of your false worship. I don't need any of your sacrifices if you're not going to live for me. I'm sick of your burnt offerings and the fat, of, uh, the fat of your fatted cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of your bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, who asks you to parade through the courts with all your ceremony? <laughs> Woo! Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. And the incense of your offering disgusts me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and for your special days of fasting, they are sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. For I hate that your new moon and your annual feast, they are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayers, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. God help us. Verse 16, he says, wash yourself and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight and give up your evil ways. Learn to do good and seek justice. Help the oppressed, defend the cause of the orphans, fight for the rights of the widows. Come now, let us settle this.
King James says, come now, let us reason together. Come, let us reason together. He's reasonable. He's reasonable. He's told you what he can't stand. But he's not casting you off. He's reasonable. He says, come, let us settle this, says the Lord. Come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet. I will make them white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. If only you will obey me, you will have plenty to eat. Church, I don't care what happens in this world. If you'll repent, you'll obey him. If you'll live for him, he'll wash you clean. And there may be bread lines at Market Basket, but he will make sure you have plenty to eat. There, there may be cancellations of your flights and of your transportation and you not be able to afford to get in your car. You not be able to find anything in the line. But he said, if you'll repent, I'll wash you clean and I'll make sure you have plenty to eat. Amen. The psalmist said, I was young once, but now I'm old. He said, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Our hope is in him, church. Our hope is in him. It's not in the midterms. It's not in, the, it's not in Donald Trump. It's not in the government at all. Greg Abbott can't help us. But if we'll repent, he said, come, let us reason together, though your sins be as scarlet. I'll make them as white as wool. If you will obey me, you will have plenty to eat. But if you turn away and refuse to listen, he's, he's, he's begging, he's begging, he's beseeching. He is crying out to his church week after week after week. He said, if you'll run to me, you'll have plenty. But if you turn away and refuse to listen, you will be devoured by the sword of your enemies. For I, the Lord, have spoken You say, Pastor, that was Jerusalem, and that was the Old Covenant, and that was a different time, and I'm going to remind you that the Word of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I'm going to remind you that all Scripture is inspired and is profitable for doctrine, for instruction, for reproof, and for instruction in righteousness, that, all, that it all speaks to now, speaks to the church, it all speaks to me. He's still the same God with the same commands. Look on me and live. You remember in the wilderness when, when, they, when the, the children of Israel were disobedient and idolatrous and there was a plague in the land that he had, that he had, mo, that he had the, the priest form a serpent out of bronze and put it on a pole and raise it up. And he, and he said, he raised it up before the nations and said, look on him and live. He's crying out to his people today to look to me and live. Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Has anybody found any peace anywhere? The only peace is in the Prince of Peace. The only hope is in the one who paid the price. 
He's crying again to his church and to his people. Look to me and live. Come now. Let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet. Make no mistake, your sins are no cleaner than anybody else's. Though they be red like crimson, I'll make them white as snow. He's the only one who can. What a miracle. And what love. What love. You want to talk about the love of God? You just heard one of the most beautiful outcries of the love of God to his people recorded in all the word. He says, you're dying and you're desperate and you're destitute and you're religious and I can't stand it. You make me sick. But if you'll come to me, if you'll come, we'll reason together and I'll take your darkness. I'll take your, 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 your iniquity. I'll take your filthiness and I'll wash it clean and I'll make sure that you're in me and have everything you need. It's still the love of God. It's still his cry. It's still what he desires for you and for me and for his church. No, I won't quit. Cry loud and spare not. <laughs> no, I won't quit. I won't quit. I won't quit. Cry loud and spare not. Paul said to, to, on his way out, he said, I have spared nothing. Whether I live, whether I find a grave or I find a hole in the sky, let it be recorded of me that I spared nothing. No matter the cost. Look to him and live. Come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be made white like wool. Though they'll be red like crimson, I'll make them white as snow. If you'll run to me, I'll make sure you have everything you need. He said it through the gifts of his spirit today. He said it in, in the worship this morning. He's saying it by his word today. In every aspect of the service, the message has been the same. Look to him. Look to him. Look to him and live. Stand with me all across this place. Hallelujah. 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 Praise your name. Heavenly Father, we need you in this moment at the end of this service. Lord, I'm in humble awe of your presence this morning for your anointing, for your power. Lord, I pray that the hearts of the people have been laid open and laid bare by your spirit and by your word. Help us today, we pray in Jesus' name. I don't know the last time I was ever in a more serious moment and in, in, a, a, a Sunday morning service a service at all where the word of God has been more clear than today where the cry has been to his church not to the outside world he's speaking to us today
And in layman's terms, he said, I'm tired of your games. I'm tired of your religious exercise. That you're in a mess. But if you'll repent, I'll wash you clean. If you'll repent, he said, and by the gift, if you'll seek me, you'll find me. He wants to move in power, walk in power in this church week after week, service after service, but he wants to use this church to touch this region. You didn't look at me and understand. He doesn't say this pastor. The pastor's job, the, 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 the ministry's job is to, equip the, is to equip the people. You want to know the, the plan of evangelism? I've been asked. 30 people just love to do stuff he said your ceremonies and your celebrations and your new he said I despise that junk you want to know when the church is going to operate in power in Mauriceville and Orange County and in, in the Golden Triangle is whenever the people realizes that it's their responsibility Amen. that you come here to be equipped that's why I said get your kids to Sunday school get your kids to Royal Rangers get your, get you to Sunday school get and, and get serious then that's when the power of God moves in his church. You think I'm off. No, look at me. I'm, 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 I'm driving home the point again. The, the, the gifts of the Spirit, what it said was, when you search for me, you will find me. You. And when you find me, I will move in power. He's talking to the church. The question today is who in the room is ready to be serious about the things of God? The question today is, is will you run to him? Will you look to him and live? I don't, there's none holy among us, none righteous. So don't be thinking that if you respond that, you know, we think you're in the depravity of sin. I don't know where you're at and neither does anybody else, but God knows right where you're at. And I can tell you that no, the holiest among, of, among us will be unworthy when we stand in pure holiness. We all, have, we all have progress to make. Who will say today, I'm going to seek you until I find you? He will say today, I'm going to turn from, from uh, that, that I'm going to present, I'm going to look to you and live. I'm going to, I, I'm going to walk in plenty because of who you are. Who is, who is it today? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? I would, today is the day I would join together. If it, if it was me, I would make my way up here and I would present myself at an altar before a holy God. Today is a day that sometimes you've got to step out and, and, do it, and have a demonstration of faith. Sometimes you, you've got to make it known who you are, that, it, you, that we don't operate in secret. Is it you today? Is it you today? Is it you today? Would you call out to him? Call on to him. Don't just walk to the front. Call on his name. Don't, don't, call on his name. Use your voice. Use your words. Would you call on him today? Call on me and I'll answer you. Call on him today, church. Cry out to him today, church. Call on him today. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, more than yesterday. More than yesterday. I need you, Lord. 
More than words can say. I need to more. Use your own words. Show them your heart. Than ever. I need you, Lord. I need, need you more. Some of you may, for the stronghold to come down, you might need to forgive. You might need to forgive. The word says if you've been forgiven much, too much is given, much is required. Forget. The word says if you can't forgive, you can't be forgiven. Someone your blockade may, may be unforgiveness today. Forgive and let it go. Repent and live. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. More than the air I breathe. More than the song I sing. More than the next time. More than anything. But as time goes by. I'll be by your side. Hallelujah. If I never want to go back to my old life. No, Lord. There's people in this house that right where you're at, that the Lord will baptize you in the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in other tongues right where you're at. He doesn't need ceremony. He needs a willing, surrendered heart right where you're at. Let him, let him receive this morning, receive this morning, receive this morning. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. More than yesterday. More than words can say, I need to go. continue but I I want to say something I've never said before I've never said anything like it before but there we have the the assault is on your children make no mistake you hear me say that often we got parents in this room this church right now that your home has been a living hell because of your children and their rebellion 
and you think it's just typical teenage rebellion, but what it is, is there's been a, a portal, a door. I, I don't use that word loosely because it's new age and stupid most of the time, but there's a door, a portal, a door, a, 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 an influence that you allowed to open in that house that if your children are, are in the demonic throes of anime, that you're, that you, and you don't even know what it is, that your children are in the demonic throes of, of, of the dark net that you, that you can't even imagine. And they don't even know, realize fully what they're messing with. But until you shut the door, you're never going to get your child back. Until you make the hard decisions and, and put up with the fits and, the, and, and all the things that go with it. Until you close the door. Of, the, of, of that portal to hell for the demonic activity that's going on in your, in your house, you will never get your child back. Strongholds have to be pulled down. Doors have to be closed. And mom and dad, whoever's doing the raising, grandma and grandpa, they're your responsibility. And I've warned about it as many times as I care to and been ignored. And I still see it in homes and I'm still seeing the consequences. Mom and dad, shut the door. 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 The idea of unaccompanied, unfettered, and unsupervised access to the world through a smartphone, through an iPad, through a computer is absolutely absurd. You would never let a convicted child molester come spend the night at your house, but you won't shut the door of that computer. You would never let the sex offender or the murderer come, come live next door to you unchecked. But you refuse to shut the door in your home because your baby throws a fit. I've never been this clear, but I, by, the, by the grace of God, with God as my witness, I'm not speaking out of my flesh. I'm speaking by divine warning today. Shut the door. Shut the door. Because I can tell you why there's an epidemic of suicide among our children. It's because the demons of hell have been let into their room. And the thief comes for one reason. To steal, kill, and to destroy. That's why. Shut the door. Shut the door. Shut the door. Father, I pray that you put, your, that you put the, the weight of your word and spirit on the words that you would have us speak. Lord, I pray right now that, there, that there's Holy Spirit interruption in the homes. Lord, I pray that parents that have scales and blinders over their eyes, that the blinders would be removed. That they would see the hounds of hell that's coming after their children through all of these means. And Lord, that you would take the words of a preacher beyond what he can say and make it real in the hearts of mom and dad. Lord, we take it back take it back I'll remind you church that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force stand up stand up stand up stand up stand up church stand up 
Am I the only one that feels that brick wall when you talk about this stuff? It's like a brick wall. It's like a brick wall. Oh, there you go again. That's what it feels like. There you go again. It's like a brick wall. I pray that by the power of his spirit, he opens your eyes. And when he does, you'll get your home back. When, 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 when he does, when you'll obey, when you'll listen, you'll save your child's life, literally. You will save them. They're our responsibility. Amen? Amen. Shake somebody's head. Hug somebody's neck. Tell them that you love them.